Hey, yo. Alright. <laughs> yo, what's going on? This is Shay coming back at y'all with another episode of the Emmaus Proposition. Man, I hope y'all all doing well, man. Um, it's been It's been a good week for me. Just came back from performing a wedding this past weekend for a friend of uh, me and my family's. And uh, it was a good time, man. It was it was cool meeting new people. Um, got got some some uh, some good contacts out of out of the weekend, man. And just it was just a good vibe. You know what I'm saying? It was it was really cool. And so uh, other than that, man, just been kicking it. I hope y'all doing good. And uh, we gonna get the show rolling. How about that? <laughs> so. Yo, today's episode, you can see by the title what we're going to be talking about today. 80s cartoons reflect the glory of God. Yo, so I know, I know what y'all saying. How in the world are we going to get there? Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll get us there. I'm your host. I'm your boy. Of course I'm going to get you there safe. <laughs> but yo, nah, I, um, before we start, let me just say, I am completely biased when it comes to my cartoons. So me, my wife, and my mom had this conversation about who had the best cartoons. Uh so she grew up in the um like in the the sixties, seventies era where, you know, all the cartoons they they had all their weak joints or whatever have you. And I was telling her like, yo, no, eighties cartoons got it on lock. Got it on lock, man. Like, we had the best cartoons. And and for y'all who are listening, you know what I'm saying? Like, let me just take y'all back if I can. Friday, let's out of school, right? You go home. You get a good night's sleep. You wake up the next morning. And, and you got to wake up early the next morning, right? Like, you wake up before your parents get up. Because, you know, you got your routine of joints that's coming on. So, you know, you grab your bowl of cereal. Maybe you got some... Some uh some blueberries, maybe you got some kicks, maybe you got some uh some frosted flakes, some fruity pebbles, whatever you got, right? Some some fruit loops, <laughs> whatever it is that you got, right? You grab your bowl of cereal, you turn on the TV, and you got the you got the TV with like the extension cord to go to the cable box, right? You ain't you ain't got this wireless technology yet, right? You can only go so far with the remote control, but you know the channel by heart. So, you know. You flip the channel on, and there's your lineup. Maybe you start with some Schoolhouse Rock, and you know that's a throwback to some to some earlier joints. But I give this props; they were they were they did a good job breaking down complex ideas into a way that when it was when it was presented to us as kids, we were able to latch on to what they were saying. So you know, you had Conjunction Junction, you had uh, how. A bill goes before the house, eventually becomes a law. But today, I am still just a bill. <laughs> you had uh, what? What else did you have? You had conjunctions. You had I'm just a bill. You had um, like your ABCs. You had skip counting. You had all kind of stuff, right? Schoolhouse Rock was the joint, but that was the in between. That was like the that was the refreshments for the good stuff. So let me, let me hit y'all to a couple things. Um, 
of why I think 80s cartoons were the best. I think they actually had more sophisticated form and direction than either previous or subsequent cartoon uh, series. Let me tell you what I mean by that. You take the the quintessential three of the 80s, right? You got, you got He-Man. Come on now, give a round of applause for He-Man. You got Thundercats, right? And the derivatives of the Thundercats. So you had like uh, Tiger Sharks and you had Silverhawks. All of them were pretty much the same as the Thundercats. It, it was kind of the, the same, same setup, same uh, kind of character dynamic. But all of them were pretty much had one motif. The, the three of those, the, the three subset of those. And you had G.I. Joe, man. And, uh, man, for anybody that tries to hate on 80s cartoons as being the best, those those are the three that I would point to and say, top that. Like, you, you can't even get top. Not to mention all the side joints, right? Like, nobody ever talks about Mask. And no, I'm not talking about the Jim Carrey cartoon that came out in the 90s. That That was just a parody, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about mask as an abbreviation. I think it was like um, mobile armorized um, special something K. <laughs> I forget what it stands for, but it was the joint, man. And, and oh my gosh, and Voltron. Come on, come on, man. How can I not point out Voltron? Anyway, you had you had these cartoons that so. At the time of watching them, uh, maybe this coming out, started watching them by myself. Maybe it's around 85, 84, 85, somewhere in there. So, you know, six, seven years old watching these cartoons. And, um, man, here's the first reason why I would say 80s cartoons were better than anything you could try to throw at it, right? They had a good message behind them. This is especially true of G.I. Joe. So, like, you would watch G.I. Joe, and all, all of it was, like, a, this good versus evil thing, right? Like, that was that was the overarching plot of all these cartoons, that um, good character, good morals, good values always went out over selfishness and greed and, and things like that. But... With with G.I. Joe in particular, you had this thing that they would do like in between the segments of the show where they would actually teach kids like this valuable lesson. And G.I. Joe was like was like the brand for it. They even had like a catchphrase. Um, now, you know, and known is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Right. All my 80s kids, man. I hope y'all I hope y'all too. Man, I know y'all throw your hands up when I just said that joint, right? But there was just, there was good messaging behind it. And so if you look at the cartoons previous to that, um, like you had the 60s, 70s era cartoons, that was like Hanna-Barbera had 60, 70 cartoons on lock. Like there, there wasn't much you can do in the realm of cartoons for, for kids. Uh, there was not much you could do without dropping the name Hanna-Barbera. And, um, 
but it was all just it was all just silliness. It was all just funny games. Y'all remember like Yogi Bear, Huckleberry Hound. Um, you had the uh, the cat, uh, top hat cat, or somebody like I forget what the cat's name was, but he was, hey, he was he was pretty fly. You know what I'm saying? Like he had he had the little hat on. He had the little uh, the collar and just the tie and nothing else. <laughs> Yo, you had uh, the great great bait. Um, who else you have? Uh, uh, you, I, I'm sorry. I'm drawing a blank. But you had all these cartoons, all these Hanna-Barbera cartoons, right? Uh, and that was fine. It was cool. It was, it was good for a little laugh as you were going through it. But there was, there was no messaging behind it, man. Like, it wasn't, it was just mindless entertainment. Yo, when, when He-Man came along. When Voltron and Mask and Thundercats and Tiger Sharks, Silverhawks, Voltron, when these joints came along, man, it was it was actually a little bit more sophisticated in how they were communicating like these these deep, uh, almost like spiritual issues, these these metaphysical issues. Uh, in a way that a seven-year-old like me could grasp it, like sitting down watching He-Man and thinking about the duality of of He-Man and Skeletor, they were essentially the same person. Uh, as evidence, right? Like both of them had two sides of the Sword of Eternia, and so, um, but they they had this obviously this this good and evil division that they were wrestling between the two and yeah like it's a it's a dualistic um it, it's it's dualism in in its worldview right like good is evenly matched with evil and so you you ha- you kind of have that back and forth that I would probably I would disagree with now like as an adult like looking at the nature of what evil is uh who god is how he controls all things. Like I wouldn't say that there's an equal match between good and evil, but as a seven-year-old looking at, yeah, you got uh, the, the the horde of evil that's controlled by Skeletor, and you got like like Evil Lin, you got like um, Beast Man, you got the Lizard Dude, you got um, Moss Man, and like all all the cats, right? All all the all the evil people, uh, even to the point where like He-Man had Cringer, and then the and then Skeletor had like the the Purple Panther, and so like you you just had this duality where they were they were essentially the same character. It was just it was good versus evil, and there was and there was this this conflict there where like you wrestling on the inside of a human being like oh yeah like everybody struggles with times of of good and evil like uh, like everyone has this struggle man it was deep man it was like for a seven-year-old like i i was getting into this stuff right voltron voltron was the same way and this is this is another um this is another motif that i'll bring up uh that i think i think all of the cartoons had in common of where i think um either either previous or subsequent cartoons didn't really explore very well at least not to the extent that the 80s cartoons did Yo, teamwork is pivotal. Teamwork is pivotal. So if you look at like Voltron, 
man, when the cats were uh, in their individual forms, they would get it handed to them, man. Like, there was no way. Some of the, some of the creatures that would get thrown at them, they, they never... <laughs> They never won. When when it was just one on one, uh, the cats would just get kicked around. They get kicked in the stomach, and then they'd be in the little uh, their little uh, pods inside the lions. Like, ah, oh, I'm hurt. I need help. And yo, it wasn't until Voltron formed up. You got uh, arms. You got legs. Formed feet and body. I'll form the head. Yo, it wasn't until Voltron came together that they were actually able to defeat. A common enemy and that's what we see like in the in the biblical text like you see how uh the, the, the body of christ has to work together in order to fend off this this roaring prowling lion that we have in satan right anytime you get a christian that, that tries to go lone wolf or or lone lion if you want to take it by voltron <laughs> you know, they just get picked off Every time, man, like these past couple of years, it's been one of the one of the the loneliest times for me and my family because I feel like in a in a way, um, because of everything that went down the way it did, like we we lost a family, we we lost that sense of the body of Christ in our lives, and it's it's been tough, man. Like even the kids are are feeling it. They're just like, when are, when are we going to be settled? And it's not until the body of Christ Voltron's up. It comes together that we can defeat the enemy. Yo, the same with G.I. Joe, man. G.I. Joe was the same way. Like, And even like some of the lessons that they taught afterwards were about teamwork, were about working together. Um, all of them. Mask, um, Tiger Sharks, Thundercats. All of them. All of them needed teamwork. Matter of fact, it was, it was one of the main lessons... That all of the other Thundercats had to teach Lino that uh, he couldn't go Tholo. Like he he had he had to uh, be with his other Thundercats. Like he had to recognize um, I have a particular skill set that's better than yours. Like Panthro was good at machines. Uh, Chitara was was the fast, but she was the most nimble, so she could she had a particular skill set. Um, Tiger, like he was, he was good at stealth. Like he, he would pop up on cats, uh, Wily Kit and Wily Cat. Like they would, they would just, they were the wild cards, right? Like they would sneak up behind people, throw people with the little, uh, <laughs> with the little water balloon joints. Like they, they just had all the, all the little tools and and tricks and stuff they would do. But all of them, when they came together, they made Lionel better. They were able to come to to come to Lionel. Build him up in such a way that he became the most powerful Thundercat. And and it can be argued that without uh, the leadership and mentorship from his fellow Thundercats, um, there would be no way. There would be no way that he would be able to wield the Sword of Thundera. And when he looked into it, it called out the phrase, Thunder, Thunder, Thunder. Thundercats, oh! And without them coming together, like there was times the sword wouldn't even work right when he was out of alignment with his teammates. Like if you go back and watch the cartoon, when he was out of alignment, it would be—I uh, don't want to say 
it was kind of limp, but it was kind of a limp sword. Like the sword wouldn't work right. <laughs> There's a joke in there that if I was with other people would totally come out right now. But since I'm by myself, it's not going to land. It's funny. Anyway, uh, here's the third point where I think 80s cartoons are better than other generation of cartoons, right? So there's a there was a Christ motif in in those other cartoons, and here's what I mean by that: um, evil would reign on the land, and really, it's um, you could say it's like it's a it was like a reflection on almost like the Book of Judges, but even the Book of Judges um, reflects the people's need actually for for complete redemption, not not like this cycle of um, we get in trouble, we call out for help, God sends help, uh, we get rescued, and then we go back right back into trouble. Like in, in the book of Judges, just kind of circles through that pattern and gets worse and worse and worse. Uh, if you look at the motifs of some of those 80s cartoons, it had some of that motif in there. Like the people are unable to defend themselves. Uh, they have these great uh, creatures that come along that are too powerful for the, the common people to fight themselves and, and they need a rescuer. Um, so the rescuer comes, uh, like in the form of Voltron would come up, would show up when like these outer space creatures would come along. They would try to fight them, realize they need teamwork. They would Voltron up, pull out the sword, like meow, pull out the sword, slice, Slice the creature, everybody goes home, everybody's happy, right? Um, Silverhawks Silver Hawks was the same thing. Like you had the, the crazy octopus dude out in space, and he had like the star on his eye. And um, with them, it wasn't a like a person. Like they didn't, they didn't push a, a person out in front like they did with Lino. With them, it was more like, uh, like military leadership. Like uh, you had, like as a team, you would go, and fight these battles and so but but again everybody had their strengths and their weaknesses they had like the the guitar dude that'd be like man 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 he'd be like shooting lasers out of his, out of his guitar uh you had the copper kid uh that was always the wild card hey yo the copper kid after every episode of the silver hawks he would have like like space lessons and stuff man like how i learned about space <laughs> was through the silver hawks man like all the planets they have facts on the sun and 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 uh and math all kind of different stuff right so um this <laughs> uh tiger sharks was similar like they they just kind of needed teamwork but uh it was always like this this horde of evil he-man was the same way like there was this, this horde of evil that would come and they would attack the people the people didn't have a defense and they needed that extra special help from like these people who had like this great power. And um, there's there's a verse in the Bible that talks about uh, to whom much is given, much is required. And so they would always show up. But that that was the struggle. The struggle was now that we have these powers, how do we best show up? How do we show up in a way that is that has morality? that has valor, um, that doesn't take people for granted, but actually like protects people 
and um and lifts them up not not to the credit of themselves but lifts people up for the sake of themselves and um i think i think that's kind of one of that that christ-like motif i don't think came previously in the previous cartoons i think i think a couple subsequent cartoons tried it so you had um the last airbender that did its best with um i forget the kid's name i think it was ang or something like that i think he tried um i think they that cartoon tried to have like this this uh this savior character and so ang being the last airbender was uh he had the best of of all the uh, all the different clans but uh, there, there was like a struggle against evil, and, and there's all this stuff going on, right? I just, I think maybe that was like, it got halfway there. But like I told y'all at the beginning, I'm completely biased. <laughs> I am unashamedly an 80s kid, man. And uh, there's this, actually, that just reminded me, there's this t-shirt out there that says, everything that I needed to learn about life, I learned through watching 80s cartoons. And it's got like, it's got all the writings from all the different all the different 80s cartoons like Ninja Turtles and G.I. Joe and all that stuff. Anyway, um, this this motif of um, of needing a savior, I think is it's at the heart of a biblical text. So you can you can read the Bible in a way that is like story by story. I, it's a terrible way to read the Bible, and and I think it's at the heart of a lot of just bad theology, a lot of a lot of heresy, is because people try to like read it just kind of like story by story without looking at the fuller context of how Christ is the complete purpose of all of those stories. And so, as you have stories like um, Adam and Eve, the reason why why we have uh, the story of Adam and Eve is not to show how how old the earth is or where people originally came from or um, or all this weird stuff like that it's not the point man the point was to introduce christ it, it was a it was a um, it was a it was a prediction of of how Christ was going to come and the work that he was going to do so as God is handing out um decrees to adam and eve after they fell he's like you know adam you're going to be forced to work the ground and uh it's going to suck <laughs> eve your your childbearing the painting your childbearing is going to cre- uh, increase but one day a seed is going to come from you that is going to crush the serpent's head even though he has his heel bitten it's gonna he's gonna crush the serpent's head. And that is that's like the uh I think theologians call that the proto evangelon. It's like it's like the first time the gospel is preached that one day evil is gonna be undone. One one day a Christ figure is gonna come that's going to uh rescue people from the sins um that are now gonna infect the entire world. Um the story of Abraham. The story of Abraham is is not to argue about how we have um these abryonic religions all over the world it's like the 
all these cousins that keep fighting each other. It's it's not the it's not the point, man. The point is actually about how Christ is the sacrificial lamb that when uh Abraham is putting Isaac on the altar and and uh Isaac asks Abraham like where's where's the lamb for the sacrifice and Abraham says to him God is going to provide a lamb. But as you look at the story, a lamb is not provided, a ram is. Excuse me, y'all. I had to sniff. A, a, a ram is provided, not a lamb. And so it's the story is left open from Genesis all the way until we get to John the Baptist's ministry when he says, Behold the Lamb of God who comes to take away the sin of the world. This whole time, like, God, God was like foreshadowing that this lamb was going to come. So you saw uh, the sacrificial lamb in the book of Exodus. You saw it in like Isaiah. You saw it like throughout the history of Israel. And then when John comes on the scene, he says, I, I came to make the path straight so that, so that people can clearly see what God is doing. And what God provided was the, was the spotless lamb. That was, that was the point of Abraham way back in the beginning. Not to mention, like, the promises that, that God, uh, through Abraham's faithfulness, is going to create a family for himself, a, a remnant from all the families on earth, and that one day through Abraham's family, the entire world is going to be blessed. And the reason that is is because Christ is right there in the lineage of Abraham. And so that seed that was, once again, promised to Abraham, that was promised to Eve, that seed comes on the scene, and now all the families on earth are blessed through that one seed, man. As we look at 80s cartoons, it reflects that story. I think better than better than any of the other stories. Um, yes, it may have it may have ghosts and goblins. It might have machines. And I'm not saying Jesus is ever mentioned in any of these cartoons. What I'm actually saying is. There's there's a there's a deeper messaging behind those cartoons that was missing out on previous and subsequent generations of cartoons. And it's cool, man. Like it's cool to sit down and look back. Like if you if you go back, yes, um pretty much everything that came out of the eighties had a certain cheese to it. And <laughs> as you go back and watch it, you're like, Ooh, oh boy, this is this is cringy. Like <laughs> this is Oh man, like the 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 dialogue is killing me right now. And so yes, in in a certain way cartoons got better at dialogue after that. But here's where they got worse. So you could see a progression of morality from like the the 50s, 60s all the way into the 2000s, right? And you start seeing within cartoons like these um these negative depictions on um, lifestyle choices. I'll, I'll say it that way. And y'all probably going to pick up when I'm laying down. I'm not. I'm not going to dance too hard around the subject, man. Like I look at cartoons right now. So one one of the main cartoons that came out of the '80s was uh, Ducktales. Y'all remember Ducktales? Life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg, right? You had DuckTales that came out, and it was 
it was bomb, man. To sit, I, I was a little bit older when Ducktales came out, so I wasn't like fully into it. But man, the the jingle, the the jingle for Ducktales is probably one of the better jingles that has come out for a cartoon, right? And the other day, not the other day, probably about a year or so ago, uh, my son got hurt, and so I had to take him to the hospital. This little Joker man, he's he's like. I can't say much. I would like jump off buildings and stuff like that. Like I was a, I was a jumper. Like if if I could climb up on something to jump out of it, that that was just my jam. Throwing rocks, jumping off stuff, climbing stuff I wasn't supposed to be climbing, doing all kind of dangerous stuff, man. Trying to cut backflips, riding bikes. Uh, you remember where, like you used to stand up on the bike seat and put the other foot on the the handlebar and just used to surf a bike. Man, if y'all ain't do that, man, y'all missed out. Anyway. I was I was a I was a danger head. And my son, he's kind of the same way. Like he he just likes to do wild stuff and accidentally got a hold of his older sister's pocket knife and sliced his finger. Almost almost sliced that joint completely off. So I had to take him to the ER and we're we're in the ER and we're waiting to get back into a room and stuff, right? It's the middle of the night. And it's the children's section, so they got on cartoons. And they went back and they remade DuckTales. And I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Like, they got some they got some old characters. They got some new characters. Like, there's just... I'm, I'm okay with that sometimes as long as it's done right. And I'm sitting there watching it. And one of the characters is like, yeah, here's my, here's my two moms. And I'm like... Why would you put that in a cartoon, man? And then, like, I, I step back and I, you know, my, my kids are young. And so, uh, Arthur. Arthur used to come on PBS all the time. Arthur went to, they they went in that direction, man, where they, they had Arthur and the classmates. They went to a gay wedding. Um, you had Tots. And Tots is like one, this cartoon where it's like a, it's like a stork uh, delivering agency, like they they deliver like baby animals and stuff like that, right? Like it's that old that old thing where a stork would deliver babies. And uh, I want to say there was an episode on there, man, where they they delivered to a homosexual couple, and I'm just like, holy moly, man! Like, this this is this is crazy. This this is wild. This is wild stuff. And so. You had the you had these cartoons that started putting in this messaging that that just wasn't like it's not good for the building up like it's just it's it's promoting a lifestyle that one is is dangerous to live and two is just it's against God's natural order like I'm not trying to hate on nobody I th- I think a lot of people live life in a way that's against God's natural order and they shouldn't like there's people out there that. They drink too much. They they they're getting high, um, like they they smoked out all the time. Um, they sitting around gossiping about people, talking bad about them behind their backs, um, all kind of stuff, right? Like I, I'm not hate. I'm not hating on, like just one community, but to to try to teach this stuff to children, it uh, it just doesn't it doesn't belong there, and so. That's one thing. That's one thing. It's it's a major thing to me, but it, it's just one thing. Another thing is, man, it's just <laughs> okay. Here's the thing. Um, 
they've tried to remake Thundercats twice now. I want to say one was back like in the early 2000s, somewhere around there. And it like just visually, it didn't look great. And then they they did another remake later on. I want to say just a few years back. Man, it sucked, man. Like there was there was none of that. Um, and you could tell like there's something missing that that motif that I talked about, like that that Christ motif and uh, the motif of like teamwork, uh, teamwork for the for the sake of like the building up of one another. Like that kind of that kind of stuff was missing. For the sake of just like slapping a name Thundercats on there and and like tricking people into watching it, yo, the same thing with um, they remade He Man, and man, I'm not saying that that Kevin Smith will will ever watch my small little podcast, man, but you did He Man dirty. You took something that was like that was beloved by by a generation of people that are now adults, right? That like some of us have probably moved on from watching cartoons. Yo, cartoons was such a part of my life, man. I'm not even going to front. I still, I still rock t-shirts with some of those cartoon characters on there, man. Like I just, He-Man, Thundercats, uh, Ninja Turtles, GI Joe, Silverhawks. Oh my goodness, man. If, if I could find a Silverhawk, t-shirt that i like that just had like the silver hawk emblem on there man i would wear that joint out but kevin smith man like he took he took something that was beloved and completely ruined it man like had had tila essentially become he-man and it was just like man what are we doing man like, like they they butched her out like tila was was one of the first like like strong cartoon characters. That that was the thing like in 80s cartoons, man. There was there was no there was no sexism and stuff like that, man. Like some of the some of the lady characters were the strongest amongst the team, but they didn't have to be like butched out or they didn't have to like take the center stage or they didn't have to put men down in order to raise women up. Like they were like Tila, Tila was a beast the way she was. Like she was, she was one of the strongest characters uh, in He Man. Uh, the twin sister in Silverhawks, she was, she was one of the smartest on the team. You know what I'm saying? Like her brother was a dumb box of rocks, but like he was all big and bulky, and and she was like, she was like one of the the main level headed people in the group that that helped lead the team. You know what I'm saying? Uh, GI Joe, like Lady Jane, Lady Jane was a boss we didn't we didn't need all the um the activism that um that they inject into stuff now like it it just kind of it took something that was beloved it took a like a good messaging that anybody can be anything they want to be like you can be a hero with the skill set that you have you don't have to try to be somebody else you don't have to be all butched out uh, like diesel to be feminine like you you have you could be powerful and still feminine you know what i'm saying like all that stuff was already there it was it was already built in man like i, I don't think i grew up thinking that women were less than even in video games you know, check this out i know i know i'm sidebarring real quick y'all remember street fighter 
the main character that people would play on there, um, almost almost everybody I knew, they wanted to play Granite. Everybody loved Ryu. Ken, I don't know why. We never really gravitated toward Ken. But the main character everybody really wanted to be was, uh, what was her name? Chun-Li. She was she was kicking everybody's tail in that game. Like I, I just I don't I don't I don't get where um there had to be such a push for like quote unquote like this equality thing. It was already there. It 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 already existed. And so um courtesy of eighties cartoons, man, like Hanna Barbera didn't touch some of these subjects, man. It was the eighties cartoons that went there, man. We we introduced equality right off the bat. <laughs> I'm completely biased though. <laughs> but yo, um, now it's good, and to, to an extent, the 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 main purpose of a lot of those cartoons was. And I don't, and I don't think the the show's creators even knew what they were doing when they were doing this. It was to reflect the glory, the glory of God. Teamwork is to the glory of God, man. How how, how the Bible says that we we work together, and God has granted everyone like degrees of varying grace, but how all of those those skill sets and those roles and positions and all of that work to the good of the entire body. That's what teamwork is supposed to be about. It's not supposed to be like um, who can shine the brightest amongst everybody else. Nah, it was it was working together for the common good. And I, I learned that from watching 80s cartoons. Um, moral, um, moral correctness. I, I don't know how else to say that. Just having having a good moral... Um, a good moral toolkit that you can pull from. Morality is is so important, man. And as I'm looking at it now, um, these cartoons, man, they 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 are not even shifting away from morality. They are like hard turning away from like right morals. It's gone, man. Like it's it's um. Like I don't, I don't. Obviously, I don't watch a lot of cartoons because uh, I'm an adult now. And if I do find myself watching cartoons, it's from the golden era. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would you, why would you go to something that's less than? It's like hungry, being hungry for a porterhouse and going to get a cheeseburger. Like, why? I'm talking smack, and especially to like my mom because we still have this argument on whose cartoons are better. Um, it was just it, there was a good moral message, man. It was it was teaching kids like what's the right way to do things. Like that's yeah, you can you can go do that stuff, but it's harmful for you. Don't do that. Like oh my gosh, there's there's a lack of messaging for children that there's a right and wrong way to do things because people have like this moral relativity where they say well who's to say who's right and who's wrong nah man right is right wrong is wrong teach kids what's right 
Don't teach them what's wrong. And and I I think a lot of cartoons have have gone away from that. Not the '80s cartoons. The '80s cartoons were were precise in showing kids like, no, this is those are bad guys. Here's why they're bad. Here's some bad characteristics. Don't be that guy. Like Transformers, uh, the Decepticons. Like almost everything they did was just like over the top evil. Man, they were they were deceptive. They were uh, did I say the Decepticons? That's what I meant to say. Uh, <laughs> they were deceptive. They were they were underhanded. Like they didn't they didn't display teamwork. Like if you look at it, they even when they came together, they didn't come together for long. They, there was a bunch of infighting, and and when that infighting happened, the Autobots would come through and just win the day. And then they would run off like uh, Starscream would run off screaming. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we don't teach kids morals anymore. Um, and then the last thing is like this: this Christ motif. This Christ motif is probably the most important, and and it's really what we do around here at the Emmaus Proposition, right? We point everything to Christ, everything in all of existence, to include '80s cartoons, the golden era of cartoons. Uh, essentially points back to Christ and and who he is. And as Christ um, was able to lay down his life for the sake of his friends, as he he covered the sins of his people, as he uh, left this heavenly throne, as he came in to a place of humiliation, Imagine that, like the God of the universe being born into flesh, having to have somebody wipe his backside, suffering like <laughs> for the sake of his people, humanity. Like he, he became human. Um, and then the, the very people that he created and has is, and is put life into their bodies and is holding their atoms together, they put him to death. But he does it for the sake of his friends, for, for those that um, would believe in his name. He gave them a right to become children of God. And I think that motif is embedded within 80s cartoons, man. That, that motif of like of sacrifice, of dedication, of love, of grace, of forgiveness. All those things are embedded within the motif of 80 cartoons in a way that I don't think... Uh, other generations of cartoons have and so i will continue to be biased until somebody proves me wrong um <laughs> but definitely as you go back and look at it now man it's, it's super cheesy anyway i'm gonna end the episode there man um it's good it's it's good to uh to think through this stuff i i had a good time just kind of uh, thinking back through, there's so many cartoons I ain't even mentioned, man. There, there's there's so many of them out there. Um, like if you go back and they've got uh, videos on YouTube where it goes through and just it just plays the intro of different '80s cartoons. I got my kid, I got my kids reciting Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like they they know the joint. Uh, I got my sons walking around talking about uh, Thundercats. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much good stuff out of there, man. 
and uh to the glory of god like I, i'm glad that i was raised in a generation where that stuff was available that i could look back on now and say oh the entire time they were actually like displaying some deeper lessons of like morality and teamwork and christ-likeness that's now been good for my soul to come up and say man those those are the things that are that are most important in the world so um i said i was going to end it there and i went on a little little soapboxy thing <laughs> but it's good to be with y'all i'm glad y'all coming with me on this journey man of just uh putting this material out uh thank y'all for the love thank y'all for the likes and the shares and the subscribes and uh the listens over on the podcast man i i thoroughly enjoy y'all hitting me up saying man you are you are a nut and i'm just like yeah man to the glory of god i'm gonna i'm gonna point everything to jesus so uh i had a good time hope y'all had a good time i love y'all hope y'all doing good and until next time my friends grace and peace